I look like a man. Where's he? Hmm. That's not true. <laughs> dude, dude, I know what you mean, though. That's why I paused because I was like, I know exactly how she feels. Like sometimes Sean comes home from work and I'm like in a big T-shirt. And like <laughs> I look like a gargoyle. I'm like, hey, honey, how was your day? I think I just need to like put some makeup on, blow dry my hair, get like, you know. I mean, I agree if that makes you feel better. That's why I get ready. I don't see anybody, but if you're, if if I, (laughs) (laughs) we're supposed to be introducing the episode. Hey, everybody. Your eyebrows look really good, by the way. I do that myself. Powder or pencil? Neither. It is a brow gel. Yes. Like sort of thing. Like on a mascara one kind of. Nope. Oh, I'll show you. It's a little pot and I have a brush and I'm known in my friends. Like I, I literally pluck all their eyebrows and like I make sure their eyebrows are looking right and tight. So it's important to me. Eyebrows are important to me. You know what I need to learn how to do? Mm -hmm. The contouring makeup oh no fuck that it, why does it look so hard and why is the makeup like so dark it's too like, much here and here and on that the would be a really good episode though if we just like tried it and then revealed ourselves <gasps> okay i'm putting it on the matrix <laughs> okay let's see mom makeup mom Ooh, maybe we should get like a makeup influencer to come on and teach oh, us how mom, mom makeup hacks yeah and yeah, yeah, yeah. Mom, okay hold on <laughs> i'm writing it on the legal pad no, I'm putting it on the matrix. Wait, I have found a person on Instagram that literally does that. It's like for moms, like easy makeup. Get her on here right okay. fucking now. <laughs> Can she, she fly give, to Auburn and she gives fucking makeup? She gives tips on like, you know, when it creases in your under eye and stuff. I'm like familiar concealer. with the crease. Yeah. 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 That's why I'm laughing because it's like so relevant. Anyway, this episode is not about <laughs> not makeup, about not one bit or looking like a man. It mm. is about breathing, posture, sitting correctly, breathing correctly. <laughs> a little redundant there, but that's okay. Um, no, Marcy, for real, though, gives us all the PT <coughs> tips, um, the boring but important stuff we like to say, but we're not boring. So it's a really good episode and enjoy how to breathe and sit. Breathe in breathe and breathe out. out. MLB. See you on the other side. Join motherhood wellness expert Allison from the Honest Peach and pelvic floor and women's health expert Dr. Marcy at the Down There Doc as they do a deep dive into all things hashtag mom. They add professional expertise, humor, truth, their own experiences, and host expert guests to discuss what the hell is happening during motherhood and how to prioritize your health as a mama. You'll find zero tips on potty training, but we'll learn all the tips on putting yourself and your health and well-being first among pee-filled sheets 
and rage cleaning. It's all about motherhood, vaginas, and everything in between. Hashtag no No Your eyes are so green today. They match your shirt. (laughs) Really? Yeah. I have no makeup on. You also look very athletic. Thank you. I'm wearing. (laughs) You look like a coach. I just need a whistle. Fucking ready. You really do. You look like you are Brent's assistant. (laughs) Assistant coach. Or like the PT on staff. Ew. That that runs out. I fucking hate PTs. They're so dorky. (laughs) (laughs) They, um, I refused to wear like the traditional PT uniform, which is like khakis and a polo. Yeah. I just am like, I'm not fucking wearing. No, ever. Okay. And every time we'd go to our annual conference, which is happening right now, and I'm not at because of COVID. Yeah. Thanks, COVID. Thanks, COVID, for ruining my life. Um, we used to always play this game like at the airport or at the bars and stuff that said like PT or not a PT just based on like <laughs> I was right like 100% of the time. Sensible shoes. Sensible <laughs> with orthotics. A little extra. Chinos. A little yeah. extra thickness on the sole. Chinos, a terrible belt. Polo shirt tucked in and like a water bottle. Kind of like a stern, worried look on their face. <laughs> so dumb water bottle <laughs> they're also like working on each other in the conference hall like in between like somebody's like doing this and they're like stretching Cupping. stretching Cupping. a hamstring <laughs> and then and then um this is oh good god, it's any so pts out there please corroborate oh, oh god that's should we say hi to everyone yet what's up hi everyone it's us look look where am i right now Yuck. That's what Ellie says. Yuck. Yuck. Um, why did you ask where you are? Like, oh, because you're not in quarantine. I'm out. You're out. How does it feel to be released into the wild? Strange. Yeah. Do you miss your, My your room? prison cell? My death room. <laughs> you're like uh, the people no. that fall in love with their captors. And <laughs> I'm like, take me back. Um <laughs> No, but Brent still wants me to sleep up there for a few days. Like he doesn't believe that I'm like not contagious anymore. He's like, you should still sleep up there. I'm like, I'm not fucking sleeping up there anymore. <gasps> it's like Christmas. Yeah. He's like, uh, I don't know. Mm, I don't know. You gotta play it safe. <clears throat> yeah. Uh, what does that have to do with Christmas? Like nine months from now, and you're still. Oh, 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 oh. Yeah. yes. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's yeah, okay. Yeah. The wheels are turning. You know, for the first time in listen in a week or so. Try it. It's all right. Um, but yeah, I took an I took a home test yesterday and it was negative, surprisingly. (gasps) Wow. I know. And so I ripped off my N95 mask and I ate a meal. Embraced your sweet children. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I'm still tired, you know. How did they oh that will mm -hmm. that will linger? Oh my god. For for sure. It took yeah. me a good two weeks to get my stamina back. I'm on day 10 right now. And I feel like it's, I got to go to the barn later to like drop shit off. Cause I haven't been there for fucking a week and a half. Yeah. Like and is I'm Dante like, alive? Like he, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was like, I, I told one of the college girls, I was like, I'll pay you 20 bucks if you ride him. And she's like, <laughs> okay. I'm like, great. 
<laughs> I'm like, please. Um, You're just shelling out money right now yeah, for people to like keep your life afloat. Keep my life afloat. Yeah. Um, and I was oh like, my God. Oh. Wait. What? That is a great example of Eve Rodsky's important message about unpaid labor by women. Mm-hmm. In order for people to do the things that you do, you Every have had to spend minute. hundreds, hundreds of, dollars of dollars. Yes. Just to be sick. Mm-hmm. Okay. I just wanted to let that be known yeah. to the people. If you haven't yeah. listened to Eve Roski's episode, go listen to it in episode one or season one. It's like the best thing I'll ever listen to. It's a good one. And I think last episode I said that I paid around like 500 bucks in babysitters for the yeah. Tuesday for, let's say Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday <clears throat> for six days. Yeah. Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, five days. So actually it was more than that. I would say probably seven fifty. Yeah. Anyway, how are you? Oh, I am. I mean, I'm good. We're in. We haven't had our child care has been a mess, as you know, for everyone, but especially us. Um, and today we had. So I have. I've talked. I think. Remind me if I have or have not, Marcy, because my memory lately has just been shit. But um, I poached this sweet gal that worked at Athleta. Um, to come and be my baby, to come and be my babysitter. Oh my God. That's amazing. Yeah. We were, we have, I haven't talked about this. No. Oh, beautiful. Okay, cool. I was expecting you to be like, yeah, all of a sudden we know because that's Uh -uh. been happening a lot. Um, yeah, I was in the dressing room and Ellie, they were curtains, you know, in the dressing room. So (laughs) Ellie was just, (laughs) (laughs) and I was like trying to wrangle her and this sweet gal came over and she brought stickers and like sat mm. on the ground with Ellie, you know, cross-legged and just talked like this. Hi. And I was like, <gasps> while you were like trying on leggings and shit. Yes, dude. Mm. She literally sat out there for like 20 minutes mm. so I could get things. And so I was like, oh my God, thank you so much. You know? And then I kind of like hushed my voice and I was like, so do you, do you work with kids? You yeah. <laughs> do you do this on the side? And she was like, yeah, I'm a nanny. Like, and I felt bad because then her manager was like nearby and I didn't want to like get her in trouble, but also like, whatever. Yeah, but I did a little bit, <laughs> whatever. And so I actually wanted to get her fired so she could work with me <laughs> full time. <laughs> You're like, I think she's stealing. I saw her put that. In she her put her hands on my child. <laughs> she right. did. You're no. Like, so come on, come on. <laughs> Out the back, out the back. Let's go, let's go. Jump um, in my car. So I literally was like, "Oh my god, are you available like this week? Um, <laughs> can you came, come home with me this afternoon?" She, <laughs> she came this morning, and she's super sweet. You know, everything's fine. But Ellie, oh. uh, you know, she's new, yeah. and Ellie, Ellie's a pandemic baby, dude. She has not had babysitters like yeah, ever. Right. So she yeah, has only so- had one babysitter who's our neighbor who she's obsessed with and we hang out with them all the time you know that's so wild like i I know i never i've never had someone come and like put her to bed and like we go to dinner really no oh my god that's my favorite part i know the only time that's been able to happen is they come and like sit with the monitor you know oh my god after she's asleep yeah oh yeah sometimes i like if we have an early dinner and we're done 
and the kids aren't in bed yet, like we just will sit in the driveway until the sitter's like, yeah, they're down. <laughs> oh, I wouldn't even sit in the driveway, dude. <laughs> drink. Um, no, I'd be like, I got to go to bed. <laughs> Mama tie tie. That's true. Um, so anyway, Ellie like wouldn't let me go upstairs. Like was following me, screaming, crying. And Sean was like, we got to go to work, babe. We got to go to work. You got to just rip the bandaid off. I'm like, no, I'm not just going to like, yeah. First of all, leave Ellie. And second of all, this poor babysitter is just like, oh, my God. She's like, so, what did I get myself she, into? She keeps apologizing. And I'm like, no, it's not your fault. So anyway, I'm sitting down there working, you know, so that they can acclimate. And it worked exactly as I thought it would because I'm a genius. Mm-hmm. Ellie just started like, you know, playing with her a little bit. The babysitter mm-hmm. would be like, do you like to play with blocks? Like, you know, OK. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I noticed that the babysitter is like sniffling. Oh, and God. like my COVID, oh, you know, goes up. Let's not bring that in here. And I wasn't going to say anything, but then she asked for a tissue. Uh, so I was uh. like, oh, are, are you sick? Are you not? Are you not feeling good? You got. Let me just check your. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> You're like, here, let me. Like, I have a home <laughs> test. Do you mind if I swab you? <laughs> I just go up and swab her. <laughs> this will be quick. Super quick. <laughs> yeah. Look up. Look up. Look up. <laughs> Do you see the beams in our ceiling? That's that a girl. That's right. 15 that seconds each nostril. Um, <laughs> um, so I got her the tissue and she goes, oh, no, I'm not sick. I, I'm just allergic to cats. We're like, oh, Fizz is like three feet away from us. I'm like, <laughs> just oh, licking. my <laughs> I'm so sorry. Like, I'm like, do you want like. A Claritin or something. She's like, no, I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm like, okay. So anyway, you're like, let me just get the EpiPen ready and if you feel like it's hard to breathe, just text me. Just shoot me yeah. a text. Yeah, I'll be I'll right upstairs. Right yeah, I'll be right, right down. Yeah, just have nine one dialed on your phone. Oh my god, what a sweetheart though. No, she is. She's really sweet, and Ellie is not screaming from what I can hear. So. It just takes them like a minute to warm up. You know what uh-huh. I mean? And I uh-huh. do think it's easier when you're not there. Oh, a thousand percent. You know what I mean? Like if they, yes. like you, Sean does have a point where it's like, you sometimes do have to like rip the bandaid off. Yeah. And yeah. in most cases, in my experience, you know, ask me where I got my advanced degree in child psychology. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm doing my own research. Um, like they're fine after five minutes. So here's, and this is a good conversation to have, actually. It's super relevant to moms. (laughs) Um, Great. I, here's where my line was. I was like, okay, I have, you know, recording, we record at 10. So I knew, you know, if it was 10 o'clock, I would have been like, sorry, kid. Like, Like, I gotta go. This is my time. Yeah. But it was 830. I was like, I have the time to sit here on my computer, you know, and let it happen. And then at 10 o'clock or earlier, because I had to get ready, I'm just going to have to go. Right. So I I posted on my stories um, and I was like, dude, sometimes you really can't prioritize yourself. And like, that's okay until you need to. And then you do what you can. For sure. Um, And I think too, like the conversations that we always had with the kids when they had a hard time was like, you know, mommy always comes back, you know, daddy and mommy always come back. We're right here, you know, blah, blah, blah. But then like my, oh shit, I didn't take my Zoloft. <laughs> Fuck. You gotta go do that. Um, 
before I was taking Zoloft, I would say that, you know, like uh-huh. mommy always comes back and I'd be like, what if I don't come back? What if I get in a car accident? In your head? Yeah. <gasps> Wait, that's so important Why? to note. Okay. Because, because like I thought that I, I, every time I was like, mommy and daddy always come back. We always come back. And then I was like, what if this is the one time that I would. <laughs> I'm laughing, but that's really sad and scary. <laughs> but it's in the energy and the way that you say it. Right. So that was happening with a client where she was like trying to be stern and like I'm in control. But like when we peel back the layers, she wasn't in control. She was afraid of her children. She had lost all control. She oh, like mm-hmm. didn't want them to come home from daycare because she was just mm-hmm. like, oh, it's going to be a mess. Right. And so then when we like worked on that and she like got her power back, mm-hmm. she said the same things, but it had that energy behind it. Yeah, the delivery. And after you got on Zoloft and you were starting to feel better and you didn't have that intrusive thought. Yeah. The energy, like, right? Kids can pick up on it. So mm-hmm. they really felt your energy of like, it's all good, dude. Like, yeah. mommy will be, be back. back. Instead of back. like, mommy will be back, I think. <laughs> yeah. I yeah. Think. I'm 95% sure <laughs> I'll be able to pick you up. But... If, you, if you know the stats of car accidents, <laughs> yeah. that's about... What what's gonna happen? But I might die on the way by a falling airplane. <laughs> oh, you so never know. Sad. I know. God, oh, I was such God. a mess. Yeah, retrospect, dude. <laughs> That's oh, a bitch. God. Yeah, <laughs> ain't it? Hindsight really is twenty twenty. You know. <laughs> um. All right. Anything else to catch up on? Mm, let me <clears throat> see. Let me think. Let me mm, find one more. Mm, oh, we have mm. an um email, I believe. Oh, pray tell. <laughs> Let me see. I might be hallucinating. Oh, I also would like to draw attention to the fact that we have over 10,000 downloads. <gasps> you guys, that's big. Total. That's like yes. big, 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 thank big. You. You know? Thank you. Thank you. Whoop, whoop. Thank you to you. everyone that subscribes, follows, likes, listens. We appreciate you. Share with all your friends. You guys are the friggin' best. Seriously. Okay. Should we, I have this, um, I have an email from a listener. It's good. A little long. Okay. Do you want me to read it? I got right here. Okay. Do you want to try to read it? (laughs) No, I have it on my phone. (laughs) Oh, (laughs) Oh, I did finally shave my armpits. You guys. It took a I few didn't... passes. Wow, that was very out of nowhere. But thank yeah. you You're for that update. I just because okay. I just started to feel sweaty a little bit. Oh yeah, me in too. my I've been, I've in been my sweaty, honey. Sh- in my sport shirt, in your athletic I'm... polo with a half zip. Like so, where? What is it? It's an un. I'll show you. I have. Like, my... Is it Oregon? Like go Oregon? No, it's Columbia, which is in Portland, but it's. It's um like one of those, it's like an underlayer, you know, okay. yeah, when yeah, it's yeah. like really cold yeah. outside because it's like, you know, 65 right now. And yeah, um, wow, that must be so hard for you. <laughs> yeah. It's not snowing in Ohio right now. It's frozen rain. Yeah. Okay. I can hear yeah. the tick, 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 tick. That's I guess someone does. Okay. Go. <clears throat> Here we go. Okay. This Wait, is what is t- it? Is it a birth story? Give us a little context. All of it. Oh, great. 
Yeah, and she's from a colleague, which is interesting. Okay. okay. Um, ba, 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 ba. Subject line says, love your podcast. Um, I'll keep it anonymous. She says, hello. <laughs> Perfect. I hello, been, dear. Hello. Hello, dearie. I have been binging your podcast and literally laugh out loud all the time. Love you. Mean it. Um, random note, I met Marcy back when I was a student at clinical ro- rotation in Anonymous. Anonymous <laughs> finally figured out why her voice sounded so familiar. You oh know, my I'm, God. I'm not yeah. haunting your dreams. You know, she's it's like, just such a gosh darn small world. She's you like, know? one time when I was a student, there was this crazy bitch. <laughs> Yeah. And and I can't Ooh. get her out of my head. <laughs> and here I am on the podcast world. Um, I'm an ortho and pelvic floor PT and had a little girl who is seriously the cutest, who is now 10 weeks old. I expected to have a relatively easy time with pregnancy, delivery, and postpartum, but that could not have been farther from the truth. Mm-hmm. I will share the story in summary. <laughs> Perfect. Uh, bullet point one, infertility. <laughs> Love it. Section. Section yeah. one. Worked with um, NP nurse practitioner. Yeah, maybe. Okay. And RE reproductive endocrinologist for two years with three miscarriages. Oh boy. And my first oh. at 14 weeks. Oh honey. Mine was at 12, 10. 11. 11. Thank you for reminding me. Yeah. Okay. Ended up happening at home on the toilet. Horrific and traumatic. Oh honey. Yes, it was. To make it worse, I found out I miscarried a few days after my father-in-law's funeral and my oh, husband had not fell back into town yet. So I was alone. Ugh. Two more early miscarriages happened before getting pregnant with my daughter. No support or discussion ever given on mental health. I really struggled and felt very isolated. I identify so much with the emotions Marcy shared with her IVF journey and then during pregnancy. Oh, I know. Pregnancy, bullet point number two. In summary, dot, dot, dot horrible oh no i know hyper hyper um, i can never say this word i know for emesis gravidarum mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. hg <laughs> started at six weeks and continued until a full until a few weeks into the second trimester oh god i was off for three months laying in bed and going to the hospital one to two times per week for iv fluids no. this is where you are severely nauseous and vomiting constantly to the point where you're extremely dehydrated and it's dangerous. She had to and the be baby. bedridden. Mm-hmm. Oh my God. Yeah. And going to the hospital one to two times a week for fluids. <clears throat> it happened to um, Megan, uh, not Megan. Uh, Amy Kate. Schumer. <clears throat> yeah. And Amy Schumer and um, Kate, Duchess Kate. Really? What's her last name? What's her last name? She doesn't have one. <laughs> Kate of Sussex. Kate of no. Sussex. No, that's Megan. <laughs> Windsor? Kate. I don't know. Duchess Duchess of Windsor. Kate? What the fuck is her last name? Bowlingsworth. <laughs> Kate Beckinsale. Not Winslet. Kate? What is that? <laughs> okay. Oh my god, I just peed on my wobble disc. Oh no. Okay. <laughs> Jesus Christ. What the fuck is her last name? Okay, wait. Let Megan me look Markle. This is ridiculous. Megan Markle and Kate... Beckinsale. No. <laughs> Winslet, you dumbass. Kate. Why are we talking about this? Oh, hyper Middleton. 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 Jesus Christ. People that are listening are like when I Middleton. when I Wikipedia when I Wikipedia it, it said Kate, Duchess of Cambridge, 
So like we weren't oh, too Cambridge. far Cambridge. Okay. All right. Fucking yeah. A. Jesus Christ. All right. <clears throat> Where are we? Ba, 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 ba. Okay. Finally was able to walk around and get back to work part-time in mid second trimester. Then severe SIJ pain started, which is sacroiliac joint. Allison, you are familiar. Oh, Thank God I- honey. Oh, honey. Thank God I knew what to do to manage or I would have been bedridden again. Yep. Ouchie. Third trimester, I had typical misery with indigestion, heartburn, return of nausea in the evenings, insomnia, and general nothing is comfortable pregnant body. Oh, baby. I know. So I basically, th- she was glowing. <laughs> is what she's so trying to say. comfortable and wow. sleeping so well. Just like a goddess. Yeah. Really? <laughs> yeah. You know? <laughs> yes. So serene. Lovely. She probably did those beach photos. Yeah. You know? With like a drape, it's like yeah. gossamer. <laughs> with a puke bucket next yeah. to her. Yeah. Poor honey. I know. Uh, okay. Bullet point number three. Birth. At 38 weeks, my water broke around 3 a.m., didn't know initially, and was walking back to bed from peeing, and I thought I was dripping urine on my feet, but too tired to care. Relate. Amen, honey. Amen. She's like, eh, whatever. I took my time showering, finishing packing my hospital bag and eating. I expected things to take a while with this being my first baby. I was admitted to the hospital by 5.30 a.m. in active labor. So that was two and a half hours. I labored for five hours and then got the epidural. Seriously amazing. Yes, ma'am. Oh. But, uh-huh. but it only numbed half my body. So they had to fix it after a few hours. I was stuck laying on my left side because all other pushes positions, put my baby in distress. Ugh, that is very stressful for everyone. All my nicely planned laboring birthing positions went out the window at that point. Once dilated, I had four long hours of pushings, pushing, not pushings. It's not yes. like a dance, pretty traumatic for me and the baby. Yes. Four hours is long. I'm sure you were exhausted. We avoided C-section or forceps suction just barely. I was not in the headspace to advocate for myself. Of course, how could you be? After yeah. the first five hours of labor, exhausted, hadn't eaten and only sipped on water, vomited multiple times throughout this journey. Oh, did we have the exact same I know. Wow. experience? Yeah. Bullet point number four, postpartum. <clears throat> Swollen, painful vagina, but felt amazingly better <clears throat> than when pregnant for the first few days. Day five, I had a significant increase in pain. Um, so reduce my minimal activity even more. Pain was not improving at the rate I anticipated. And she's a PT. So she yeah. knows like tissue yeah. healing and what's kind of normal, right? By five weeks, I asked to see my OB in person. They only scheduled a six-week video visit Ugh. to make sure I did not have an abscess or infection. That was cleared. And she told me the pain was due to scar tissue. Pain is still there at 10 weeks. I have granulation tissue. So did I. Oh my God. Mm-hmm. Okay, wait. To- mm-hmm. So if they had a video visit, does that mean she just spread eagled into the camera? No, she went in. She went oh, okay. in because okay. they the only thing that they had scheduled was a six week video. Oh, and at I five see. Weeks she went okay. in. Yeah. No. Okay. 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 Um, pain is present. Okay. Granulation tissue and need to ha- and need to get in to have this removed. Yes, I know it's not fun, and I have intermittent pain to my clitoris at random times. I also <sighs> have. Yep, I see that all the time. Um, it's part of the dorsal branch. Okay. Um, of one of the nerves. I also have a prolapse of both anterior and posterior wall. Yay for four hours of pushing. And if you go back to the art episode, pop and pee, we talk about, um, the different levels of prolapse and what that means. Mm-hmm. And she's talking anterior and posterior is bladder and rectum. Basically, I want to be able to go back to rock climbing, hiking, long weight, sex, et cetera, but 
cannot due to continued pain. If I was not familiar with this stuff, I would still be waiting, thinking this was normal healing and being miserable. Yeah. Like everybody, because nobody helps you. My stress is amplified due to pain and that really impacts my mental health. Yeah, girl. Preaching the choir. Your podcast reminded me to check for granulation tissue. I hadn't looked at my vagina since about four weeks postpartum. Expert, ex, how do you say this word? Experiential. Yeah, experiential. Experiential knowledge is so different from book, quote unquote, knowledge. Yep. Yes, it is. Mm-hmm. Anyways, I think you guys are amazing and present in such a funny way. It keeps me entertained as I take care of my two and a half month old. Keep kicking butt and saving vaginas. Oh, we love you, sister. Thank um, you. I know. So wow. I'm not going to say are, your name just for anonymity, but um, yeah. send me an email, sister. Oh, <laughs> let's talk. Yeah. Let's talk yeah, about yeah, your yeah. pain. Let's totally we can. We can help. We I do complimentary consults and we can get you on the right track. So send me an email. Yes. One hundo. One hundo. So I have a question. Yeah. A client brought this up to me. Um, and I wanted to get your take on it. Mm-hmm. She, she was on an antidepressant. Okay. And antidepressants can affect libido and ability yes. to achieve orgasm. <clears throat> so it was too much. Which one was she on? Do you remember? Um, Prozac. Okay. <clears throat> so it was too much. She was like, I, you know, I really miss being intimate with my partner, you know, totally got it blah, 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 weaned off. Well, her libido is back, mm-hmm. but her orgasms are kind of like, meh, meh. like they like, you know, crescendo. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, eh. there's no like climax. Mm-hmm. So is that something that could be um, like, do you see that ever with pelvic floor issues? Cause she, she did have pelvic floor issues mm-hmm. as well. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Really? Mm-hmm. Because that first layer of the pelvic floor is um, part of, it's like what helps that rhythmic contraction. Okay. Right. And so a lot of times if we have any sort of like neurogenic issue or high tone pelvic floor or low tone pelvic floor problem, and that like rhythmic contraction is impaired, that will influence kind of like the robustness of climax. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. And um. I do see a lot of orgasm and um, we call it like anorgasmia where they're not able to achieve, achieve orgasm or they have like less robust <laughs> orgasms from like a muscle or nerve issue. And the question is what is causing that? Yeah. You know, is it like the hormone? Is it physical? Is it mechanical? Like what yeah. is going on with that? But um, yeah. And there are studies to show that men have like a better ejaculation response with pelvic floor therapy if they have like weakness in their pelvic floor and we see it a lot in women when they have like, um, uh, hypertonic pelvic floor that doesn't allow contraction and like is super tight. And then they get a lot of pain or weakness and low tone. And they're not able to like actually get the contraction. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. Okay. Cool. Mm. Um, <clears throat> also totally off topic. I started trying to figure out summer for my kids. It's February 3rd. Okay. So I just saw someone post about that. So here I was being like, wow, I wish she was school aged. So then I wouldn't have to worry about daycare. But then what do you do in the summer? 
you be it's basically like the hunger games trying to get your kids in like a fucking summer's program <laughs> that's what this girl on instagram posted she was like none of you bitches told me that when you were three months pregnant you yeah. put your you put your baby on a waiting list for summer camp when they were six yeah there's one summer camp here that's done through the auburn parks and rec that's called like camp kaleidoscope or something and it's like the only one that's like all day you know and it's yeah the wait list opened up yesterday or the first or something for fucking summer and within one minute it was completely full and the wait list was full at 8.01 a.m oh boy so i had to like print out look look at this Look at this shit. The other thing is that my children get out at different times. Like Will's done with preschool on April 29th. <laughs> Dude, how, where did you go over summers? I, I, I don't know. <laughs> I have no idea. I mean, Marcy, I think- where did you go over summers? I think when I was older, like eight <laughs> or 10, which is not that old, like I was at the barn all fucking day. Like I remember my, my parents would drop me off on their way to work and then pick me up on their way home. Wow. Free daycare. <laughs> and there was like no phones or anything. So I just had to like guess when my parents would show up at like the parking lot. Okay. Can you imagine so- nowadays no. <clears throat> they would be like CPS would be called on them. Okay, she so was have, left here without a cell phone. So I have all the, I printed out these calendars Okay, and I'm like trying to figure out. Okay. Yeah. Like camps, like babysitters camps. Yes. Like, cause some camps are Monday through Thursday and some are Tuesday through Friday and some are one to three and some are nine to one and some are three 15 to five 15. <sighs> oh my God, dude. And there's this great Why, STEM I don't preschool. you send them to Lake Winnipesaukee or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> That's on here. Are That's on here. Are you? Oh, they are going? Well, I'm going to. Well, I don't know. I, and oh, then you I are. have to do this with like Brent's fucking recruiting schedule. <laughs> and then I've got a wedding in July in San Diego that I'm trying to figure. It's just like, who the fuck knows? Anyway. You say that you send them to Mount Winnipesaukee. <laughs> <laughs> and have them have that idyllic, you know summer solo by themselves yeah no 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 no. with your parents don't your parents go yeah but they yes and we probably will go in june and then i might fly back with them to la at the end of june before the renters come to the house in winnipesaukee and um <laughs> and then go down to san diego for my friend's wedding i mean i don't fucking know it's oh a big mess anyway can't wait for that stage of life what are we talking about today you tell me <laughs> we're talking we, about how to sit properly yes, and, and breathe breathe <sighs> yes this is important because i know, <clears throat> I, know. I know you had i think understanding kind of the mechanics of the pelvic floor and what diaphragmatic breathing means and why we need to do it and it is so important to kind of really understand the steps of like fully recovering after baby. <clears throat> I had this consult. Yes. Oh yeah, you go first. Okay, okay, okay. 
I had this consult yesterday with this uh, client who was lovely. And she was just like, man, I went to yoga the other day. Her baby is, I think like eight months old. She's like, I went to yoga the other day. And like, I couldn't even figure out how to like contract my abs. And I didn't know what my pelvic floor was doing. And like my underwear smells like pee. And (laughs) you okay. (laughs) You okay. (laughs) Yeah. Something fell the ghosts of Christmas past. Um, and I'm like, yeah, that's the, that's like such a crucial part is just this, like these beginning stages of how to kind of reconnect everything. And this is why I wanted to talk about it in this episode and answer your questions about it and be just super transparent about, even though it's boring, it's yeah. Yeah. I went to the chiropractor yesterday Mm. and I'm just like all out of whack. And she did like a a diaphragm release, you know, she Mm. got in there. And she was like, mm-hmm. okay, so show me, like, breathe in. And my chest rose and she was like, no, no. Mm-hmm. So, like, I have literally been trying to learn how to breathe for years. Oh, we all are. I know. So it's important. Um, and Marcy gives fire tips as usual on what to do and enjoy. Learn a lot. Breathe right. Mm-hmm. And breathing helps with mental health. It helps to downregulate our nervous system. (laughs) (laughs) It is true. Okay. Breathing and posture. Okay. So let's get down to biz. I have so many questions. Like where does one begin? I'm at your disposal. So with questions with questions, consider me an open vagina and book. So <laughs> one thing that, you know, everyone talks about like diaphragmatic breathing, diaphragmatic mm-hmm. breathing. Like, mm-hmm. Blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I, I know what that is, I think. Okay. Um, okay. But like, I don't know. I feel like I do hold my, like, just give me the down low on like diaphragmatic breathing. Like, do you, should you just practice it like in the mornings? Is it something that you like, is it a skill you build mm-hmm, mm-hmm, and, and tell mm-hmm. us why mm-hmm. it's important, like versus chest breathing? Yeah. Um, it's a great question. And I definitely think it's like a little bit of a buzzword too, in kind of the postpartum, like rehab and postpartum fitness world. Um, <clears throat> here's the deal with diaphragmatic breathing. And we also call it belly breathing. Okay. So, um, your pelvic floor muscles and your diaphragm work together. Okay. They're synergists. Like you have to kind of think about the core as like a two. Can you tell me what a diaphragm is? (laughs) Sure. Is it a muscle? Mm -hmm. It's yes. It's the muscle at the beneath your lungs. And it's the top of the core. Okay. So it like goes kind of all the way across. So when you inhale and fill your lungs with air, the diaphragm moves down. It's like a vacuum. And then when you exhale and push air out of your lungs, the diaphragm moves up. So it like contracts and pulls your stomach. Okay. It doesn't pull your stomach in. It doesn't pull your yep. stomach in. Okay. okay. All right. We'll talk about that. So the pelvic, because the diaphragm is the top of the core 
and the pelvic floor is the bottom of the core and they both lie in the same plane. They're like, think about the diaphragm as like the roof and the pelvic floor as, oh, so it's like a cylinder, the hammock, uh, your core is a cylinder. Okay. The diaphragm is the top of it. It's okay. like front and yep. back side to side. So they work, they do the same motions. So when you exhale and contract the diaphragm, the pelvic floor also contracts and moves up. And when you inhale and fill your lungs with air, the diaphragm moves down and the pelvic floor moves down. Okay. So they like go together Okay. in a, in a perfect world. So what happens a lot of time after baby is that that connection is lost because the diaphragm has been like smushed up for nine months and mm. it doesn't have space to move because there's been a fucking baby in your belly for that long. And like yes. all your organs and lungs are like smushed up. And then your pelvic floor has been holding a baby up for nine months. So then it starts to become fatigued and can get tight so the, and blah, blah, blah. So the baby is in between the diaphragm and the pelvic floor. Correct. Um, okay. Cause the diaphragm is like at the bottom of the lung. So you've seen those like illustrations where they have like a picture of a baby inside and like all of the organs and shit is like smushed up. I mean, what also why you get reflux so bad because yeah. like everything is smushed up and then yeah. the baby is taking up all that space. So once the baby comes out, most people are like, Oh my God, I can like finally take a deep breath again. Right. Cause now your lungs and your diaphragm have, mo- have room to move in your trunk when before yeah. they're just like, <laughs> help, so we me. S- help me. I'm so squished. Help me. I'm poor. But, um, <laughs> what a lot of women tend to do and what happens during pregnancy is that we become chest breathers <laughs> and we breathe up here with our upper ribs because we don't have room in our belly to get our diaphragm going. Okay. There's there's just no physical space. There's no real estate. Yeah. So what happens when we start to become upper chest breathers versus diaphragmatic belly breathers is that we lose that connection with the pelvic floor and we can start to develop, um, like tightness in our pecs. And, um, a lot of times we kind of brace our lower abdomen. We're like, kind of brace. And like, we want to like suck in, you know, like, yeah, suck in. And like, that's not engaging your core or doing diaphragmatic breathing. Yeah. So also leads to anxiety and leads to anxiety. Exactly. I do do know that part of it. (laughs) Like that shallow breathing, right? Like, yes. And diaphragmatic breathing can be beneficial for lots of things. One is that it's really important to activate like the autonomic nervous system. There's like a whole bunch of little nerves around your diaphragm. And when you start to engage your diaphragm, it, it, helps with the autonomic nervous system and actually helps to kind of downregulate. So a lot of my patients that have, um, hypertonicity, anxiety, chronic pelvic pain, frequency, urgency, mm -hmm, constipation, (laughs) (laughs) it me, it me. I'm taking notes on my legal nights, right? Go ahead. We start with diaphragmatic breathing to just kind of like downregulate the nervous system because everything is kind of like wound up a little bit. Right. Exactly. Yeah. And even not in like a pregnancy postpartum situation, women tend to be chest breathers because we don't like activate or like kind of engage our belly. We tend to suck in and hollow out. Yes. Right. Like make that just going to ask you about that. Yeah. That like C shape. So when we're holding that in, yeah, the only way to breathe is up here in our chest. Like you can't engage your diaphragm when you're like sucking in. So you have a flat tummy and pictures. 
Yeah. Okay. So I literally feel like that is my life. Like I feel like that is my problem. And I think mm-hmm. it started when I was in high school, even though totally, I don't even know why, because I was like naturally very thin in high school, maybe in college, but I had that sense to, you know, yeah, suck in and like hold and like hold, hold your breath. Uh-huh. Yes. And yeah. now when mm-hmm. I try to do, you know, obviously I, I do it a lot when I meditate and stuff. It's yeah. still, I still can't do it while I'm sitting. Right. I can only do it while I'm laying down. Like right now I was trying to do it while you were talking. I don't know if you could tell that I was like very focused, (laughs) but like I can't. And then it makes me anxious because it makes me feel Mm -hmm. fat because it's like your whole belly is going outward, which is what it should be doing. But I literally was like having anxiety, like, oh my God, ew, I'm going to look fat. Yeah. I mean, I think what we, what I usually tell my clients, like when I'm teaching this is that you want to just kind of like be soft in your belly. Like you don't need to push it out, you know, like it doesn't need to be this exaggerated, like, like bulge because that's a Valsalva maneuver. Okay. Like that's where you're bearing down, like closing your lattice. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) What's a Valsalva? Valsalva. Um, so we talk, we'll talk about this more in like the coach pushing versus spontaneous, but in, okay. Like you, we've talked about this with the constipation stuff. Valsalva is where you like close your glottis and you're like, oh, uh, okay. Okay. It's like that kind of bearing down pushing. And that's usually what people are coached for when they're having a baby, right? Like chin to chest, close your eyes, hold your breath and push, which is not my favorite way to teach how to push. Yeah. Okay. Um, and there's literature to support that. We will talk about that in another episode, but, okay. um, yeah. So it's almost like you just want to give your diaphragm and your lungs space to move down through the rib cage and into the belly. So the way that I teach it is you do one hand on your chest and one hand on your stomach. And when you inhale through your nose, you think about like your lungs filling, right? Cause they're like, it's like a vacuum, like you're inhaling, filling your lungs with air diaphragm is moving down. So the lungs can, ha- can fill to capacity and you're going to engage the diaphragm and your belly kind of comes up a little bit, you know, comes out. Doesn't, you don't need to push it out, but it's now like moving away from your lungs. And then when you exhale, belly comes back down and the hand on your chest is just to monitor, to make sure when you're inhaling that your hand on your chest doesn't rise before your hand on your belly. Okay. Cause it's natural for the chest to rise while you breathe. Yeah. And it should, I mean, your right? ribs need, yeah, Marginally. it shouldn't be like, yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. But the point is that you want to get your hand on your belly moving first, because then yeah. you know that you're activating your diaphragm because the belly is like moving out. Dude. Yeah. I feel like, wow. I know. And it's very boring. <laughs> I'll tell you like, practicing diaphragmatic breathing is super boring. And a lot of times people are like, why the fuck do I have to do this? Like I know how to breathe. This is so boring. This isn't going to help me get back to running. Like this is so lame. And like, I get it. It's fucking boring. Like who wants to also shut up and do it. (laughs) (laughs) Shut your mouth and listen to me. Um, listen to me. No, but it's so vital. And body fit by Amy talks about, like, she spends a lot of time on breathing in the beginning and that's why her programs are so successful. And that's why my programs are so successful because you can't start building core strength and pelvic floor strength. If you are not breathing properly, like that's the first step. Yeah. Because it's all going to be fucked up. I think it's hard for me 
to do it because it's hard mm. for me. Does that make sense? Yeah, sure. So like, I just want to avoid it. Because yeah, it's hard. Course. And I'm like, no, I'm not good at it. Yeah. I want to run yeah. the other way. And it's but, a new skill. It's like funny to try to do because think about like your belly has been stretched out for nine months. So like all of that yeah. neural connection is like, it's like relearning how to do something. And that's, yeah. that's like the rehab piece is like teaching your brain how to reconnect with the correct yeah. muscles. Cause prior to baby, like we don't really think about it. Right. We're not like, Oh, my pelvic floor should be coming up as I'm exhaling yeah. and vice versa. Like it just kind yeah. of fucking does it. But like, I mean, afterwards, no, I would argue that like, I've never known how to belly breathe. Totally. And many people don't. And I see a lot of clients and have seen a lot of clients in my career who haven't had babies or been pregnant and have dyssynergia and constipation and IBS yes. and abdominal pain and anxiety and neck pain and all the things. And a lot of it is stemming from this like inability to coordinate the breath with the pelvic floor and like an upregulation of the nervous system. We just see it kind of compounded more after pregnancy and baby, because now we have this like baby in our belly that's like smushing up on everything. But that totally makes sense why you would be con mm-hmm. like your digestive tract can't like mm-hmm. do what it needs to do if everything is just like knotted up in there. Totally. And the the colon, <laughs> and I think we've talked about this before too, like the colon in the um like it has its own nervous system, which is so yes. fascinating to me. Yes, like I was just reading about that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So mm-hmm. it's like that's why a lot of this like down regulation is so helpful for issues with pooping and abdominal pain and IBS and that sort of thing, because it helps like regulate that nervous system. It's not just about how poop is moving through the colon. It's like, how is the whole system working? Yeah. It's, fa- it's really, is fascinating, but it a is. lot of, I mean, a lot of my clients who have like chronic abdominal pain and pooping problems and that sort of thing usually get prescribed some of these like neurogenic medications that work like Cymbalta, which is anti-anxiety. Um, like the tricyclics, the SSRIs, mm-hmm. because it's not treating like how much fiber you have in your poop. It's treating the nervous system. Yeah. 90% of serotonin I think is in the mm-hmm. gut. Yeah. Or created in the gut from the totally. neurotransmitters there. Yeah. For sure. And that's, and I, that's why like, you know, healing inflammation, I feel like mm-hmm. in this whole medical journey of mine that like turns out like nothing is like glaringly wrong. And I think it's going to be basic shit like this, like learning how to breathe properly, eating foods that aren't Mm -hmm. inflammatory. Like for me, I told you my biggest fear was that I was going to have to be one of those like gluten-free, dairy-free, soy-free, like, (laughs) but I mean, whatever, dude, like I got to do what I got to do. And I think the link between anxiety and abdominal symptoms is like, oh, it's well documented in the literature. Yeah. I mean, I have diarrhea when I have anxiety. Yeah, yeah, I have yeah. Explosive Stick diarrhea. To my stomach. Yeah. Yes, that's why like people have diarrhea when they're anxious or they vomit, right? Yep. It's not because like it's a nerve. It's a nervous system thing. I remember yeah. before I started grad school, I was so fucking anxious and so nervous. I thought like there's no way I was gonna succeed. I, it was a mistake I was getting in. I wouldn't be able to handle it. I couldn't. There's no way I'm gonna do it. I had diarrhea for like two weeks straight. Yeah, just exploding out of my asshole. Yeah. Every morning I'm like, fuck, grad school is starting in seven days, six days, five days. And Brent's Q like, diarrhea. Q <laughs> diarrhea. Brent's like, you need to calm the fuck down. And we were just married, like two weeks being married. He's like, cool. Hell yeah. Look, <laughs> like, look what, what you signed up for. Hey. But yeah, okay, man, so I was that's like, all super helpful. Yeah, good. 
I have more questions about it. Got One, it. if uh-huh. you're <clears throat> so like if I'm sitting upright in a chair, yeah. yeah. How like am I supposed to be tensing my core, like engaging my core? Should it my belly be soft? Soft. Like just in general? Yeah. 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 Like if I'm just yeah. trying to like sit up in a chair. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Belly, belly soft. Don't engage the core. So let's can we just explain what the core is? Because please. Okay. Because I think that this is also a source of confusion and there's a lot of misinformation about like what the core is. Okay. Okay. So the core is made up of your pelvic floor is the floor. Okay. It's the bottom. Mm -hmm. Your diaphragm is the top, Mm -hmm. your transverse abdominus, which is the deep abdominal muscles that wrap around the sides and the multifidi, which are spinal musculature in your low back that serve as stabilizers. Okay. The core is your primary sense, primary, not sense. I don't know why the fuck I said that, but your okay. prime your, <laughs> is your hat. Just putting in <laughs> random words. It's a, fence. it's a fence. It's a or- fence. <laughs> it's your primary stabilizing mechanism for your spine. Okay. So rectus abdominis, your six pack abs, the obliques, they all are abdominal muscles, but they're movers versus stabilizers. Okay. So like your sick, your rectus, your six pack abs is a trunk flexor. It moves you forward. Multifidi doesn't move your spine. It stabilizes it with the pelvic floor, with transverse, with the diaphragm. And it's all the core is all about maintaining pressure in the abdomen. Okay. Your obliques will also help with that. But the main re the main action of the obliques is to twist. Mm. Mm-hmm. Okay. So like you have to think about the core as like movers and stabilizers. So when we're discussing core exercise or core stability, we really need to be focusing on like what muscles we're targeting and what is the intent. Okay. So when you're using your core to stabilize yourself, very good. Yes. It, yes. Thank you Alexa. teacher. <laughs> Thank and you. also there is a, <laughs> it is called the pop can analogy. It's like a soda can. Yeah. Like okay. it's called the pop can analogy. So when you're sitting to like maintain proper posture, you're using your stabilizers or you should be using your stabilizers, not your movers, right? Because you're not like flexing your trunk. You're not moving around. So like, should your muscles be like contract and embrace the whole time? No, they have what we call like passive tone. Right. And they have kind of like um, strength and stability to keep us upright. They're not flaccid. Like they come on kind of automatically, but in order to maintain like proper posture for extended periods of time, you do need to train your core to activate, to keep you up there. And we train the endurance fibers for that, right? Because we're sitting for X amount of time. This is why you start to see like towards the end of the day, like we start to slouch, we start to like round our booty underneath us. We turn everything off and we kind of rely on what we call passive structures, like our sacrum, our tailbone, our hips, you know, that sort of thing. So should you be like, max contraction sitting, typing on your computer? No, but you should be engaging your stabilizers to keep you in optimal posture. And your stabilizers are the pelvic floor and the diaphragm? Pelvic floor, multifidus, and transverse. Oh, okay. The diaphragm is just like the top. It's not skeletal muscle, but it works to like pressure in. 
So how do you engage your pelvic floor while you're sitting? So you can do it with an exhale. Okay. So like okay. when you exhale, remember, cause when you exhale, the diaphragm comes up and the pelvic floor comes up. So when you're like blowing out through your mouth, exhale, you can lift your pelvic floor at the same time. And it's a little bit easier than trying to just squeeze your vagina. So you think about like lifting your pelvic floor with the exhale, drawing in your abdomen, not sucking in, not drawing your, you know, like navel to spine, not hollowing out your belly, like a C you're just kind of engaging transverse very gently, like bringing your ribs down a little bit. Okay. So so transverse is like a corset. It's like a V-shaped muscle. So when it activates, it draws in. Okay. Should I be kegeling when I exhale? Mm -hmm. Okay. So like drawing everything in my vagine, like upward. Mm -hmm. Gently. Yeah. 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 And like you, we don't need to consciously do this when we're sitting at the computer for like, you know, whatever, because it is doing it. That's what's keeping us continent. Like there is a a certain amount of like, (laughs) so I'm doing something right. Otherwise I would be shitting. Like you're doing it automatically. Right. Exactly. That's why like people who have, you know, spinal cord injury or have any other sort of like neurologic deficit, like where, you know, or where they have like no muscle tone, right. Because the nerves like aren't working at all are, you know, where have catheters, right. Because like, nothing is turning on. So we have like this passive tone function, but we also have to work on it to okay. get kind of past that. Yeah. Does that affect bloat in your tummy? Yeah. Does what affect bloat? Like all of this shit that we're doing. Like, let's say I'm a great belly breather mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. let's say like right now, because I'm working on it, but I am a chest mm-hmm. breather sure. and I feel very bloated often. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So like, see, I could just tell right now I was like tightening my upper abs. So mm-hmm. can that all, cause remember I sent you someone's thing on Instagram. Cause she was like, if you do this course, then like, it'll get rid of your bloat. And I was like, is oh, this real? Yeah. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Um, how can I answer this diplomatically? Um, bah, 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 bah. we don't need I, to be diplomatic. It's our, podcast. it's our podcast. We can do whatever the <laughs> fuck we want. <laughs> That's right. Thank you for the reminder. So I I think claims like that are dangerous because it felt that way. It felt grabby. Yeah. And like, I say this to my clients all the time, and this is plastered all over my website and all over my courses and all over our sessions. Like we don't care. Like you cannot guarantee a hundred percent fix for anything. Like anything that tells you that like run the other way because it's the body. There's lots of variations here. Yeah. I think you have to think about like, what is the cause of the bloat? Okay. Like say you're bloated because you have a gluten insensitivity or something or whatever, like that is not a pelvic floor issue. However, if you are constantly bloated and you have, um, kind of like a distended abdomen and you are constipated, that puts a lot of secondary stress onto your pelvic floor and onto the nerves and the fascia and the muscles above it. And so a lot of times people that have kind of chronic bloating and, um, like Crohn's disease and other things that are like more systemic in nature will have secondary pelvic floor problems, abdominal pain, pelvic pain, muscular trigger points, restricted connective tissue, you know, nerve sensitivity, because like all of the structures above it are trying to deal with that shit. 
You know what yeah. I mean? And like, they're like, Oh, I can't. And also when things hurt and you're bloated and uncomfortable, what does pain do to our, what does pain do to us? It tells us that we need to protect it. Right. So like we tense up, mm-hmm. like when our belly hurts, we're like, Oh God, you know, yep. like we tense our curl muscles. into a little ball and right. Yeah. And so like that over time will cause pelvic floor and abdominal problems. Like I see a lot of people in the clinic who have, you know, Crohn's IBS, that sort of thing. And like their muscles, like their rectus or it's like a minefield of trigger points and spasm and restriction. And I'm not treating the nervous system of the intestine. I'm treating the secondary stuff that could be like 80% of their pain. Yeah. You know? And so a lot of people do very well with that because like, what they're experiencing. It's not just one thing. It's like all these other things. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so I don't know if that answers your question or not, but I wouldn't say that like a non-functioning pelvic floor contributes to bloat. However, maybe you're bloated from something. And if you can't fart or release or poop, easily because yeah. your pelvic floor and your sphincters are super tight, then yeah. that can make it worse. So yeah. it's not a so simple answer, I guess. If someone just has constipation, can mm-hmm. they go see a pelvic floor PT? Like if that's 100, their only issue. 100%, 100%. And I've seen it, I see it all the time, which is so annoying because if you, you know, I've had all these stomach mm-hmm. issues Mm-hmm. And I only know because of you, but like no one mm-hmm. has ever said they're like, go to GI, go to this, mm-hmm. go to that. Like mm-hmm. no one has yeah. ever said, you know, you yeah. can go and basically train your muscles just like you would for a PT for like an injury in your shoulder. 100%. 100%. And we call that outlet dysfunction when it's like a lower problem. Like yeah. it can't get out versus yeah. like a motility issue in your mm-hmm. intestines. You know what I mean? The movement. But- yeah. It's so funny that you say that because I just got, um, I just got a message from a former client of mine and her four-year-old is doing, is having a lot of constipation problems. And this is what pediatric PTs, pe- pediatric pelvic floor PTs are whizzes that. That's is, a thing. Oh my God. What? Yes. And it's like pediatric constipation. Cause a lot of kids will, I think we've talked about this in another episode, but we need to get a, a pediatric pelvic floor PT on here because that would be so helpful for moms. So awesome. Yeah. Nocturnal bedwetting, holding pee at school, constipation, pelvic pain, like pushing and straining, all of those things like can be a dysinertia and a pelvic floor problem. And kids do so well with pelvic, with pediatric pelvic floor wow. PT. And it's not internal. It's all like biofeedback and video games and, and behavioral modification and kids do so well. And it's such a source of stress for moms. Like my, yeah. my poor client was sending me these messages and she's like, this has been consuming my life for the last year. We've seen all these doctors. She's been on Miralax. We had to take her off Miralax. Like we do this, we do that. And it's like so fucking stressful when you're like trying to be like, dude, my four-year-old like is not shitting. Like I need, I've been uh, consumed with my four-year-old's poop, but so many people don't understand that pelvic floor PT is like a option for that. And there's not a lot of pediatric pelvic floor PTs. It's even harder to find those than it is to find. (laughs) I've never heard of that. Yeah. I took the, I took a course in it years ago and it was, I never, I don't feel comfortable treating that population because I only took the one course, but, um, but yeah, it's fascinating and helps so many kids. And UTIs, like recurrent UTIs in kids because of constipation. Constipation is like the root of all evil. Girl. 
mm-hmm. preaching to the choir all night. I'm telling you. <laughs> and remember, we when we talked about the Bristol school, stool chart. Gail, yeah, Gail chart, chart, Whatever. same Whatever. chart. The chart. <laughs> That's the a Bristol good one. Stool chart. <laughs> Bristol stool chart. Mm-hmm. The Bristol stool mm-hmm. chart. Um, uh, constipation is not just about like how frequent you go. It's frequency. It's size. Rabbit it's pellets. These, yeah, it's right. Is what I. Yes. Yeah. Cause Only a lot of people think constipation to. is just like the size of the poop, but it's like, it's also, yeah. Crazy. Or like, it, like I'm only constipated. Like I pooped this morning, so I can't be constipated. Right. Is what I used to think. Right. But like, yeah. if it's, if it doesn't feel like it's a good, like, you know, and it's mm-hmm. a good one, you oh, know, I f- it's like just slips right out. It's so nice. So soft magnesium y'all the calm mm-hmm. magnesium Natural supplement calm. has yeah. really helped. Yeah. So Okay. What else do you so we're know? talking about just like functional shit. Functional now. shit. Okay. So I've noticed that when I'm sitting on the couch, okay, my posture and everything just fucking sucks. So <laughs> I realize that I'm sitting on the couch, like, like right on my sacrum. I feel yeah. like. like my low yeah, back, like that. that's where yeah. all Rounded. the pressure is. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So like, how do you chill on a couch? pelvic floor pt <laughs> i lay down okay yeah <laughs> and then who sits on a couch um <laughs> <laughs> i ain't got time girl um so okay, wait you're tall i am tall so for us shorties mm-hmm. i can't ju- I, like i can't just sit on a couch because my yeah. feet don't touch the ground so then my legs are like sticking off yeah or i have this weird yeah. You can't see me, but I'm real slouch. I, I understand. I understand. Okay, so give us tips. Yeah. What so couch yeah, yeah. Couches and really fluffy deep chairs are the hardest. Yeah. Because they like eat you. Yes. <laughs> like your butt goes like in the back. And then if you are on the shorter side and you don't have super long legs, like you're not your femurs aren't just supported by the couch cushion. It's like your legs stick out straight. Yes. <laughs> like, right. So, um, usually what I say, especially for like our breastfeeding moms that, that might be a little bit shorter or have a very deep cushy chair that like they get mm-hmm. up is you want to try to think about sitting up on your sit bones versus yeah. like rolling your pelvis under. And this is actually better for your pelvic floor. Cause when you slouch and roll your pelvis under your bladder, your rectum, your cervix, it's not supported by your pubic bone. Yeah. Gosh, I just bonked my elbow <laughs> on the table. <laughs> Bam. Ow. Bam. Um, it's like all of those organs and your body weight are on your pelvic floor. But if you're up like on your sit bones, your bladder is actually, and your uterus are like resting on the other side of your pubic bone. So you have kind of more support there and it's less load for your pelvic floor and you're not on your tailbone. Okay. Okay. So like, if you're able to sit up a little bit on your sit bones, and if you have a really deep or cushy couch, you can put some pillows behind you in the small of your back to kind of push you forward a little bit. The other thing too, um, and is to like get a footstool or a little ottoman because that will automatically like you're not dangling down and your legs yes. are up. So you're a little bit more. And that's so important for nursing and feeding moms too. Genius. Yeah. It's like, I wish huge. I knew that I was just I know. cross-legged hunched over like a little yeah. gargoyle, <laughs> like Gollum, literally. Suck on yeah. The nipple. I remember you telling me that one time and I literally, I sit like that. Now I put a pillow behind me. Yeah. I'm like, 
I mean, it's not like the like coziest thing, but I figure you either lay down or you sit that way, you know, or you pick a chair that's like not going to eat you or a couch that's like not so deep and you can still be comfy there. And you don't like need to sit like that. I mean, this isn't fucking finishing school. We have to like walk around with a book on your head, but like just as long as it's like a variation, you know, and then instead of trying to get up from that curled position all the way at the back of the couch, you need to like scoot your booty forward. So your sit bones are like at the edge of the couch and the super squishy cushion and your feet are flat on the ground. And then you lean your body forward and stand up using your legs and your butt to drive you. (coughs) Sorry. That's okay. Okay. Versus like trying to come up from like that recline position. Yeah. And it makes a huge difference, especially if you have like sacral pain. Yeah. Makes a huge difference. Yeah. Okay. So the last thing I want to ask you is how often should we be practicing diaphragmatic breathing to Mm -hmm. see, because I'm assuming it's one of those things where you have to practice so that you can like get used to it and then Mm -hmm. you'll just start doing it. Yeah. Naturally. Um, I mean, I think like usually what we say is, um, the more, or what I like to say and how I teach it is the more we can bring this and public floor work into functional daily activities, the more it's going to stick as habit and new behavior. Okay. Okay. Because our brain starts to link it to Mm -hmm. these activities. So like I've said this a lot is like doing, you know, squeezing your vagina at a red light is not going to do anything for your public floor. Yeah. Like we need to train it when we're lifting the baby or coughing or laughing or running or whatever the fuck we're doing. So the same thing with like diaphragmatic breathing, we have to sometimes start on the ground. And if we're doing it for relaxation, down training, then we want to get in like a comfortable position where we can kind of rest and practice breathing. But for proper mechanics of the pelvic floor and the core, you really want to start to practice that. Um, like, you know, more from a synergy standpoint, like exhaling pelvic floor on abs on, you know, blah, blah, blah. When you're like moving around and doing things. And then over time, you just will start to notice that you're not thinking about it anymore. And you're like, Oh, I'm like not leaking when I'm lifting my baby or, Oh, I don't feel like my vagina is falling out when I'm coughing or, Oh, I'm not leaking when I'm sneezing because you have these like motor programs in place. Okay. That makes sense. Well, see a pelvic floor PT or see our very own. That's right. The down there doc. Um, she has programs with all the things, all of them. Um, once I get going on our outer child, I plan to do all of them. Yes. And how do we find those? Um, yes. So on my Instagram at the down there doc, there are links to them. Okay. Um, my website, marcycrouch.com has links to the programs as well. We are doing a little bit of a revamp this year. So we're kind of reorganizing some things and hopefully that my app will be out mid 2022. Oh, yeah. yeah. So we're going to transfer a lot of the content over to the app. Um, but cool. right now it's a steal. The programs are a steal at $9.99 a month for postpartum and $14.99 a month for pregnancy. And is that in perpetuity or just as long as you want, as long as you want, you can unsubscribe anytime. Dang. That's Mm -hmm. legit. So you could like do it while you're pregnant and then cancel and then get the other one for post. Wow. Mm -hmm. Most people stay though through because, um, a lot of the stuff that we do in the postpartum, like the first couple of weeks, you can be doing like two weeks postpartum and should be doing. 
Okay. And then I have a manual up there called the early days, which is like that link from day from like minute one to week six. So this is like that first poop, postpartum walking, how to get out of bed, all the things that we wish. Wow. So like expanding on what we talked about today, but specific to postpartum stuff. Correct. Awesome. Okay. Well, I'm going to go practice diaphragmatic breathing. I love it. And uh, as always, email us if you have any experience with this. Mm, If you guys are uh chest breathers like me um, and you have anxiety, those two often go hand in hand. Um, No mama left behind the podcast at gmail.com. Give Mm -hmm. us a follow on Instagram. No mama left behind underscore the podcast and review download rate review and download specifically Mm -hmm. on apple but on all platforms Mm -hmm. we will take it we love it and thanks dr marcy for your wisdom hey you know anytime our our vaginas are better because of you thanks okay all right see you on the other side bye bye okay 10 30 genius it's 11 30 um i have to go because she's losing it um i really want to do the ad i was thinking one you could just record the ad right just like talk about your programs Uh, or yeah two we can wait until i put her down she's gonna go down early at like 12 so i can come back on in like 45 okay let me see what my schedule looks like okay i'm gonna go down there and save this poor babysitter um okay hold on okay um 11.30, I have a call, which is 12.30 your time. Okay. I could do 12.15 my time. Which is 11.15 my time? hmm Okay. Go okay. put her down and then text me. And if it works, great. And if it doesn't, we can do it on Thursday. Okay. Or like I said, I'm totally fine with you. Just, I mean, unless you want me in it, but I want we'll you. try. Okay. 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 Bye-bye. Okay. Bye. The Down There Docs online programs help you actually enjoy motherhood and the postpartum journey because let's face it, motherhood and wrangling your kids is hard enough without having to be constantly thinking about your bladder or your pelvic floor. Whether you are currently pregnant, two hours postpartum, two weeks postpartum, or eight years after baby, it's time you finally give yourself the opportunity to be taken care of. The Down There Docs online programs will give you quick, easy, actionable exercises, information, and necessary tidbits. So you can not only go into your delivery clear-headed and confident, but you can start recovering quicker and easier. And you aren't thinking about your pelvic floor coming in to ruin the party. You'll learn things like proper pelvic floor exercise, safe tummy workouts, how to get back under the sheets with your boo without pain or stress, and how to actually prepare for delivery to give yourself the best chances possible to reducing significant tearing and trauma to your pelvic floor. Join hundreds of women in a private, safe, and fun community along with a team of medical providers that actually have your back and are rooting for you. It's like combining your besties with your medical team. What could be better? Join now if you're pregnant or if you're at any stage postpartum for 20% off using code NMLB20 at thedownthereDoc.com for 20% off any single course or bundled program. That's NMLB20 at www.thedownthereDoc.com for 20% off any single course or bundled program. See you in there.